You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So you have a new favourite show that you watch on Netflix. What is it? Yeah, it's going to be one of my recommendations. Oh! Yeah, so don't spring things on me. That's what I was thinking. What is he going to say? Yeah, it's one of my recommendations. Oh, okay. Don't tell the people. <laughs> I'll tell them later. We're trying to come up with what the before they have the show discussion was. And it, was, it was. was so many topics. It was either and so many them, topics. Well, some of them are actually... For later. Covered later in the show, so we don't spoil and Some of them we just forgot. And that means in the last ten minutes we forgot what we were talking about ten minutes ago. Yes. So there you go. That was the before the after the show discussion. Could you just come a little bit more forward? Just a little bit. What do you mean? You're you just... way back there. All right, I'll get in. Let's all move forwards. I'm not any different than I am. You just either. sound a lot quieter than me last on last week. Oh, right. So I just need you to get close to the microphone. Why don't I just talk louder? <laughs> you don't need to if you get closer. How close do you want me to be? Not like that. Just like, yeah, that's good. Just not right over there. <laughs> okay, I'm here. All right, so this is uh, that. That's it. That's all we have for this. That's week. it. It was kind of a shambles, really. The before the after the show discussion. So it's Sunday, November the twentieth, two thousand and eleven. This is after the show number one hundred and ninety nine, and the movie we're looking at this week is Captain America: The First Avenger, and it's a Blu-ray disc, and it's a two thousand and eleven movie, one of the big summer blockbusters for this year. Uh, it was released on Blu-ray on the twenty fifth of the tenth, which was about a month ago. We just only just got to this one. We got this one late for some reason. Um, and it's a PG-13. The tagline for the movie is Avenge. And an interesting fact about this movie, and you might have not noticed it, the movie contains no credits at the beginning of the movie. Not even a logo. Not even Captain America or anything. There's nothing. You are correct. Except for the Marvel thing. Just that. But actually when the yeah. movie starts, there is no intro, no words, no logo, no nothing. Right. Uh, which is unusual for a movie, right? Especially a this kind of movie. Um, and it's from our friends at Paramount, and you are going to give us a synopsis of this movie. I am. Based on me only watching the movie, having never read comics or anything, so don't get flip out if I don't include whatever you think it needs to be. Me watching the movie, it's this. A dude who wants to be in the army during uh, and go fight in World War II is chosen for some special science thing to become a super soldier and versus him is some dickhead guy who works for Hitler and is also a super version of a villain and the two come together there's lots of heroism and nationalism and da 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 rah 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 (laughs) America versus the Nazis well, it's kind of the world, really, because you yeah. notice you get lots of yeah, they mix they in. They do on purpose, it's, on purpose. It's a little forced, but yes, whatever. But that's the gist of it. It's a you know superhero based on a normal guy versus a, just a jerky guy. Who, of course, we've got the hit them. I'm sure. I don't. I've never read the comics. I have. So I'm just saying that's probably where it came from. And so yes, we have yet another bad guy who has bubbled up from the hells of the Nazi regime to be fought by a superhero. Now, uh, let me say here, for Captain America, I had no preconceptions apart from the 3D trailer we saw when we went to see something like Transformers in the theatre. And we saw the trailer in 3D. 
And the 3D thing, again, always puts me kind of like, yeah. why are they all cardboard cutouts all sticking out? You know, it's weird looking. I didn't like it. Um, but I was kind of excited to see Captain America. So I was like, we'll wait for Blu-ray and we'll see it. Now, we saw it today. And I can say that I think this is out of the ones I've seen so far. And the only one I've not seen is Thor. My favourite um, Marvel superhero movie. I just think it was so well done. Nice. Um, Iron Man used to be my favourite one. But I actually like... I dig World War II vibe anyway. The style and look. I mean the four... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And one of my recommendations for this week... I won't say it, but you see that first one? Mm -hmm. It's one of my favourite movies also. I really love the style of that. And this has a lot of CG. But it's so stylishly done. It looks... Fantastic. And it doesn't... It's not a typical superhero, Captain America. That's the thing. It's Mm-mm. it's um, it's kind of... I mean, he's a superhero. But he's not like Superman. It's not, it's not like that. It's different. It's more grounded, I think. More like the Hulk, in a way, I guess. Um, but I really dig the way they... See, I was worried... Because we'd seen that trailer and we'd saw how they'd made Chris Evans this weakling kind of dude. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It, I mean, looked, it looked terrible in the trailer. It looked terrible. I was like, no, was it the 3D Benjamin that made Button, it look terrible? Benjamin Button's was it the 3D, to do you think? Me. I don't know. It just looked bad. Because I think in the movie, Impact, I mean, yeah. they, you could tell they kept him very still during those moments. But there was one. There was a couple of moments where he did some action as the thin guy, but generally he was pretty still, and and it was kind of seamless. Apart from the fact that I had in my mind that that's not Chris Evans's body, but and still. everything, well, all of his voiceovers didn't exactly go with it either. No. I'm sure they had to do. That but for it was a not as bad as I anticipated. But the sound mixing kind of it was a little off sometimes. With not not it was not a sync or anything. I'm just saying the. The contrast in his voice versus the person he was talking to, it didn't meld into the scene as well. That was a thing that kind of threw me off a couple of times. Not bad, but I, and me, I saw the trailer. I did not want to sit through uh, the first part of this movie with this guy's bobblehead flopping around. And so that was in my mind. My only negative thing. It was from the trailer, but I didn't think the finished product was anywhere near as bad not as the trailer. Re- I mean, it's, it's, it's a little distracting well, I mean, just because obvi- you know. Obviously, you know what yeah, Chris absolutely. Evans looks like, and you know that's not Chris Evans' body. But to me, it didn't... Once a, you if know, you didn't know, I, I, if you had never seen him before, do you reckon it would still seem a little off? Something fishy going on. Yes, I think so. I think it looks like something fishy is going on, but I don't think you might figure out what it is if you didn't know. And if you just, like I did, I just sort of got into the story, and then I really liked him, and I liked the the idea of him. I actually think he was and brilliant. And then it just went, that melted away for me. I didn't have a, I didn't, it just went away. So it isn't. Yeah, and it's yet. not, it's not even a third of the movie when he's like that, I don't think. It's literally like 20 minutes at the beginning, and don't it's know. a two two hour movie, so. Um no, I, d- I didn't think it was that long. Once once he transforms into Captain America, it's it's pretty quick. They get to it. Um, but I thought it was really well made. Um, I like... And they use CG all the time. You can tell backgrounds, everything. Everything's like CG, but it's huge, big... Like, like the baddie lives in a mountain with a window cut in the side of it. Things like that. Um, I liked how they looked. In fact, I kept thinking to myself, I love the style of this movie. I like the costumes... On everybody, I like, um, I like how they 
integrated Captain America's original comic book costume into oh, the yeah, story. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which was really well done, and there was there's even a musical number in this movie in the middle. They kind of skipped to that a little fast for me, story wise, because there's no you don't. I didn't grab. I mean, that could be where, as just a movie viewer and not a comic reader, it went from boom, he did a good thing, and then. Then he's just that, like a spectacle, and there's no, no explanation, no getting there at all. Like Apart not from even the, a little the guy bit. who comes along and says, "I've got a job for you." Yeah, but there's nothing about. I mean, you just get there. So if you've read the comics, maybe then you fill in the gap. I do think it's, but I didn't, and so it right. felt like, whoa, why, what, why didn't he just then go on to the army? Like, why do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that was my only hiccup there but then I got over that again again because it was so good and I was really enjoying it like really enjoying the I'm not a huge fan of Tommy Lee Jones but he he is what he is and he fits that kind of part I don't it's know that casting. I mean, I don't know there's a lot of acting going on because he's just being kind of a no, gruff no but I think it was the perfect Absolutely. I think he was the perfect guy for the role I mean Everybody was. I can't think... Like, I liked everything. And that's the thing. We watched Green Lantern the other week. And while the concept in that was something where I was watching it thinking, I really like this, but there's stuff here that I don't like. There's... In here, everything I liked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked everything. The baddie was fantastic. I liked... I was thinking... You might not like Captain America because he's basically one long fight scene. He punches, he throws his shield, <laughs> but they didn't overuse it. No, like, exactly. They just, they just, they did a montage of him fighting at one point, and then there was a fight, but it wasn't all fighting. And I thought it was going to be all fighting, and you would be like, "Oh God, these." I had moments. So you're right. I had yeah, moments I think, where I was I like, "Okay, thirty seconds of that, bam, 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 with the shield. That's enough. Let's move on. Let's get some more talking." Although I must say, the explosions in this movie. There are some awesome, yeah. really awesome, unlike others I've ever seen. And I don't know if they're CGI or if they, they did are. some real fire. I mean, they were awesome looking. And what I really liked is how in the design of the movie, the uh, actual look of the movie, how they integrated World War II-ish times oh, with yeah. this modern... Super high tech stuff. Space sci-fi stuff. And it just fit perfect together. So, like, I, I actually... I've read the comic books. Not familiar with the sci-fi thing in there. I'm most familiar of the... I, I've not read all of it. I've just read bits of it. And I've read the bit where he's in World War II. Um, so I wasn't familiar with, like, uh, that they'd really stuck this massive sci-fi element in there, which fits perfectly. And I thought it added loads to it, you know, because obviously this... Um, I'm not sure if it's sci-fi. Well, you know, laser guns and... Right, but that in the movie, it's from... He keeps saying it's science, it's science, yeah. and it is actually a thing. It's not, you know, I mean, it's a this technology that they've developed. That they find is apparently related to Thor, um, Odin, or some. I mean, it explains it at the beginning, right? Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> I just went along with it. I think all the movies try and fit together mm -hmm. because there's this Avengers thing coming up and it's something to do with Odin. It mentions it briefly at the beginning. I do find these superhero movies do try and explain a lot in the opening scenes. Green Lantern was especially uh, guilty of it. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, okay, okay, ooh, ooh, and then they get to the story and you're like, all that stuff goes out the window, you forget it. But Green of. Lantern did a good job of it. 
we I think we agreed that it was good. We got to the it did, but to where we needed I to think, be. I think they give you a lot of stuff and then they get into the just the normal story of the. You of know the why? Dude. Because idiots say, "Oh, the first ten minutes of that movie is so boring." Yeah, too much talking. The twenty minutes of the movie was just people talking. Oh, but on this really? one, there, there like, was obviously a lot of explanation. It was it was too, a bit brief, maybe at the beginning of this one. Or maybe you have to see Thor first. Oh, I can tell you that I don't care. Right. About... It doesn't really matter what exactly. it is. Exactly. It doesn't to me. Once Not the me. baddie turns up and you know what he wants. Because I'm fully interested in... Yeah, you've got the fundamentals. Yeah. You've got a bad guy who wants to take over the world. It's obvious what you've the thing a, can do. a good-hearted so person who needs to thwart their efforts. And I like sort of... And they do all end up very similar, and yet the difference is what I'm always looking for. The difference in the romance, there's always a romance. The difference in the people trying to stop this good heart, you know, there's always somebody trying to push Batman down and Spider-Man down, and, you know, in life, and I, I like really, that. You know what? I, Maybe what, we should read the comics. What's really awesome about this movie is uh, you just talk about a romance, how that romance plays Absolutely. out. Absolutely. It's not... I like it. ...not typical, and when you reflect on it after you've watched the movie... It's classy. It's quite sad. And classy. I mean, it is a weird... Yeah. It's a... But we don't know yet, do we? Because there was never a No, but (laughs) as far as this goes, it's a... Not that we're... We're not going to say what happens. No. No. I'm not going to say what happens. So I'm not responsible for any spoiler people. But I do like it. It's it's not um, Peter Parker and Mary Jane. It's not that romance. Ugh, hate her. But you know what I'm saying. I think that's that's how I do it. She's my lowest common denominator. I do believe. Yeah, I do believe Stan Lee must have, when he wrote all these things, he must have had every idea and went, that idea's for that one, this idea's for that one. You know, uh, this is the direct opposite of that one. Uh, But they've all got a common theme, right? I do believe he really Because this woman is tough and no nonsense, but she's gorgeous and I mean, we find out at the beginning that she will punch a man in the face. No (laughs) problem. Like, not a slap, an actual punch, you know. So, yes, you were instantly... And not like the Green Lantern where we're introduced to this really tough girl and then she just becomes (laughs) the damsel in distress. Oh, oh, thank you. That was weird. I was was totally like, why introduce her as this badass? And then she's never a badass again. Like, But in this one, she's always a badass and always can... She melts a little, let's be honest. Yeah, but she's still the soldier at heart. Like, she's she's Mm. still... she's. I mean, yeah, she melts a bit because this guy is super charming and whatever. See, that's the only message I don't like about Stan Lee's movies. He likes to, like, kind of tout up the concept of the everyday man being the hero. But what do we see? Spider-Man is a weakling little kind of a kid. And then, boom, he's into this kind of sexy, strong, um, super talented muscle man. And um, I don't know the others, but this one, skinny little dude. And, you know, she's charming and sweet and she kind of digs him. And then, boom, he's got big muscles and he's tall. Then she really And then she's, like, in love with him. See, that that is a bit, like... I mean, they try... I imagine in the comics they try and say, like, no, she she would have liked him yeah. wimpy or muscly. But in this one, it's almost like she goes, oh, now he's muscly. Like exactly. I'm, like, I'm much more into Now it. he's a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is a weird, um, you know, because she should like him either way, right? I mean, it's him. And when he's talking and he's the weasel, the keep wimpy... Him, keep him wimpy. That's when he's the wimpy guy <laughs> and, and they're, they're driving along in the car and he's saying about how he doesn't have any success Are there with any- women and stuff. And she says... There's, you know, yeah. she, she sees, she likes him then, doesn't she? Yeah. She can see he's charming, and you know he shouldn't be beaten down for, for his size, like which he is literally being beaten down. At the Are there any small stature superheroes no. other than Kickass? <laughs> She's no. kind of the exception, but he, she, 
She's not kick-ass. No, what's her name? She's uh, Hit Girl. Hit Girl, right? Yeah, she's she's the smallest. But kick-ass is wimpy guy. Yeah, he's not small. I mean, yeah, yeah he's just a wimpy he's dude. A, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, wimpy as in compared to big muscle. I mean, literally never because... I mean, he's not really a superhero. He's not trained and either. muscled up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, there are no small... They Never a dwarf superhero or a... That's a bad... Well, there probably are in books we just haven't read. <laughs> Those are, I'm sure there's everything. I don't think Stan. I want to see the 44 year old round woman superhero. Look at the fat butt like me and blonde hair and a ponytail, no makeup. Just as I am at this very moment. Who can? I don't know. What can I do? I'll have to think of that. What would be my superpower? I don't know. I know. Cut through the bullshit like Carl Pink- Pinkerton. Pilkington. Pilkington. Cal Pilkington is, uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen, is Ricky Gervais's friend. And he's from Manchester, where I'm from, and he has a very unique look on life. And um, what did he say this He's week? on a show that they make, it's called An Idiot Abroad, where they send him around the world. Like a travel show, but he's a... They asked him if he could have any superhero power, what it would be, and he said, to, like, to cut through the bullshit. He said, I could go flying into like, a business meetings and stuff, and some guy's sitting there giving it this and giving it that, then I just point straight at him and go... Bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> cut through the bullshit and get to the point. And I'm like, that is a fantastic... That's not so much a superpower as having the nerve to do it. We yeah. all want to do it. So maybe that would And we all know when it's occurring. Absolutely. I mean, it occurs... I know when it's coming out of my own mouth, in fact. <laughs> I mean, it occurred... <laughs> you know what we'll I mean? We'll discuss like, this later, but it occurred, to, it occurred in a real-world situation to us this week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we will discuss that later. Absolutely. And, and we actually... We needed talking we, we said that to each other when it was occurring. <laughs> yes. Bullshit, man, would be good. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I really love this. I think it's, uh, after the, watching the Green Lantern the other week, um, I just think Marvel do it better. I, I really do. I, I know Dark Knight is amazing. But I think Marvel know exactly what their comic books are and how to represent them in a movie. Because it comic books are a very different thing to movies, as you've seen. When you see a page of a comic book, especially a comic book as old as most of Marvel's comic books... It's a different medium completely. So when you have to make it look like a modern day movie, you could do it wrong. And I don't think they ever do. And Marvel's its own studio. And they don't stick to one look for everything. No, no. Like, this is very different looking to the other ones, I think. And I dig what they did with this one. I just like that overly CGI thing in in the right place. <laughs> The other recommendation I have this week... That's a very funny thing to say. I like the the excessive CGI where it really stands out. I I do, but it works (laughs) in certain things. Some things it doesn't, some things it does. Uh, In this it does, and in that recommendation I've got, I thought it really did. That was a unique thing. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I love it. I can't wait to see the evolution of Captain America in this new Avengers movie because we've only just touched on his... Power. There should be a whole series of, I don't know, comic books about him or something. Yeah, that you could go back and read. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Look, mo- Google it. Moving on to the cast here, we've got Chris Evans as a Captain... Well, if you're a comic book fan, you don't call him Captain America. He's called Cap. That's what they always called him in the old books. He's affectionately known that to all Captain America, so they've listed him as Cap, even in the credits. So he's Cap and he's Steve Rogers. Um, like we say, they do do some CGI work to make him look wee, wee, wimpy. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you say some? 
<laughs> yeah, all. He's like 150% CGI. I think I smashed it, the bottom of his head down smaller. I, thought, I actually didn't dislike it as much as I thought. And I said to you, why didn't they just get another guy to play him? Don't think it would have been effective as oh, effective. I, oh, absolutely. Wouldn't have worked. No. You needed to... You needed to totally... You can't just have another actor and then go, you know, three years... Oh, well, you can't do that. Two he, seconds he, later. Two seconds two. later, here he is as this big muscly guy. I think it worked well. Because that actual transformation scene... You could have had, like... Say he's a 12-year-old boy. And he tries to keep faking his way in. And then they put him in that thing. And then it's like it... it ages him and does all that stuff to him and then he's like a 20 I think it was dude. better how it was done. It was. Unfortunately, I was still kind of constantly bobbleheading. My mind was bobblehead, bobblehead, bobblehead and it's not that. It's I think not it was that. just a preconceived thing it is, from the absolutely. Trailer. And then because I'm familiar with Chris Evans, because I know what he looks like and I'm also sitting there. This is one thing I'm thinking, okay, put myself in his mind sitting there watching himself in a movie or his wife or his friends or his mother and right. looking at yeah. him not just he's not just like a creature you know like uh, Hugo becomes in this oh, movie Gollum or something. it's actually it's just him as a dude but he's so different it would be like amazing to sit there and look you'd be like or his kids looking at the dad. Yeah, exactly. Going, oh my god, dad, what the hell? You look like us. Look so unfortunately because that's creeping into my mind as as I'm watching it to me, that's a negative. A slight negative, because I shouldn't even consider it, but I was. Oh, I actually wouldn't want it any other way. Now if I'm I watched it again, it. I don't think I would distract me. Um, so, um, he... I, I really like Chris Evans. Chris Evans, what? You had this weird look on your face, like, it was just screensaver. Oh, what, the next person? Okay. I didn't know it was. Chris Evans, um, I didn't like him at first. This completely turned me, me around too. on him. Me too, Absolutely. It's like almost like... I think he did a good job. It's almost like a different guy to other guys I've seen him. Where I've seen him... What was it we see him in? I didn't like him. Don't know. I didn't like him in some other movie. And Isn't then he I'll... Turbo by Fireman from Fantastic Four? Is that him? Uh, you know, f- fire guy. Yes, from... Fantastic Four. Yes. Human Torch. Yeah. No, that's not him, is it? Or uh, is that him? I think it is. Is it? I can imagine, I see the snow melting around him, him going, whoa! Remember when he flies into the snow? Yeah, if that it? is him. I think it is. If that is him, he kind of I've look, got look. He even him. looks different. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that's what I've seen him in. I didn't, I definitely disliked Chris Evans in something. Um, Absolutely. So we're just about to make some awesome podcasting entertainment by <laughs> looking things up on IMDb. Um, I can't help it. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Right. I told you. All right, then. Johnny so, Storm. Yeah, oh, Johnny Storm, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, so he's grown up as an actor, I think. Absolutely. And because obviously he buffed up, because Jesus, he's yeah. like... Well, was any of that to. CGI? No, you have to for Captain America. I think when he first comes out, it's kind of weird looking. It's a little bit like a, a League of Extraordinary no, Gentlemen I was, looking. I think that was him. But he's all oiled up and weird and sweaty. Yeah. And then, um, so I think that's part of it. And he's good, he's fine. He, uh, he has Not just fine, I think he's actually excels in yeah, that role. he's not overly he's tough, he's not overly sweet, he's not like the bumbling kid, he's not, he's a thinker, you can tell. He's, I don't know, I liked him. And then we've got Hayley Atwell as Peggy Carter, who's the female um, soldier in this uh, movie. British. British. Uh, I don't, maybe not British. I don't know. I didn't look her up. But, um, British accent. Um, <laughs> I love uh, 50s looking women. She's not from the 50s. 40s. 40s looking women. I always think 40s and 50s is a pin-up girl era. It is, isn't it? 40s. 
Did the fifties? Did it go away? Then? Kind of faded into the fifties, but then it was gone. By I then. just love that look. I don't know what it you is. You like the hair that comes yeah. around like this, and the very striking lips. Yeah, the li- I should remember this for uh, late evenings, I suppose. The lipstick is like perfect <laughs> on those women in those days, and I always think, even if you see like not just movies, like real pictures of women in the Air Force mm-hmm. and stuff, you think, how the hell did they make themselves like my look that aunt, well? My great aunt Wilma was in uh, went. And she was a whack or whatever. And you see pictures of her and her other um, they're always well made up and ladies, and they've got their the, their bang is all rounded like a loop, and then the side of their heads. I mean, it's all big per- and, and, they're and their like lipsticks working. are really dark. They're all black and white pictures, but their lips lips are really dark. And they're making ammunition, and, and stuff. they're like doing this, like a pinup <laughs> shape. No, yeah. they're in the army, like went to right, war. Right, right. They weren't in a factory or anything. So I know that's kind it was of like appealing. a glamorous time, wasn't it? It's ripped. It's it's like a dual thing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it. that look makes a comeback occasionally, mm-hmm. doesn't it, as well, like everything does. Like, we see, oh, look, there's the 80s again, or, you know... When you think about it, like 30 years before that was when all that Victorian weird, like, corsets and big gowns and yeah. shit went out. Just 30 years before this. Things, 30 really, to things really have changed, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. In 100 years. 100 years ago from now. Yeah. So what's it going to be like in 100 years? So, yeah, I really liked her. I think she brought... I don't know. I think I really bought that she was, like, a kick-ass female as well as... Like, more of her backstory? Yeah, there wasn't much. There wasn't. I mean, you got you figured out who she was pretty good, but I'd like a whole movie of her getting to that point. That would be awesome. Maybe she's in a book somewhere. Maybe in a comics, I mean. I'm sure she was bigger... I mean, she, if she was his love interest, then she's going to have been expanded upon. Um, we've got Tommy Lee Jones as Colonel Chester Phillips... You know, Tommy Lee Jones, the fugitive, for instance, he's good at authoritative um, no speeches, nonsense. you know. He's, so he's, he's bullshit, man. He yeah. cuts through the bullshit. So he's perfect to be like a colonel or something, you know, delivering the speech to the troops or the, you know. Annoyed with Make people. you seem like you're in trouble, because, like yeah. uh, Captain America gets in trouble if you, you know, gives you some shit. He's perfect. I, I actually, I'm not a massive Tommy Lee Jones fan, but... I'm glad they used him in here. I mean, he's not in it a lot. A little bit. But, um, yeah, I liked him. Uh, who else we got? We got Hugo Weaving as the um, baddie. Very Red, good. Red Skull. And a very good baddie. Very good. Um, but anything to do with Nazi Germany, <laughs> to me, is a very good baddie, right? I yeah, mean, but you can't... What, what I really like, though, what I love about Red Skull, is that he is so bad that he even tells Hitler to fuck off. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, yes. Hitler's funding my little Red Skull operation, and then Hitler says, we don't want to fund that anymore. He's like, no, fuck him. I'll be, I'll be better than him. Right. Like, <laughs> to do that is bad, right? I mean, you've got to have no fear to tell the Fuhrer right. to go, go, and sh- yeah, go and fuck himself, basically. That was it. And then I'll do my own shit, and I'll be worse than you are. And he eventually is. I mean, he is. Like, he's pretty bad. <laughs> Or, um, he, and he's good. I like Hugo Weaving. And yeah. I, he got in a pattern for me of all Mr. Smiths for a while kind of thing. And so in this... Oh, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, kind of the, like you said, like, yeah, an authoritative, um, semi-menacing or just respectable kind yeah. of a thing. And then this one, he does the whole... He's just... And the makeup's when he insane. To, like, yeah. When he's... When he's He's yeah. just kind of coming off. He's like, uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. He's just really intense. The makeup's intense. fantastic as well. Because really intense. that makeup that they did on him, I mean, it's a huge transformation. If I'd only seen him as the Red Skull, I wouldn't know it's him. Not from the voice, even? No. 
Um, nice. Because I mean, he's got that German thing really intense. Yeah. I, I really liked uh, the... I mean, I'd seen somewhere the picture of the body. Maybe on the cover. It's not on the co- on the back of the cover. So I knew it was going to be that at some point. Um, but I really liked it. I liked him in both guises. Because even in the... Oh, yeah. The weaving, absolutely. I'm a German crazy person. Um, <laughs> worse than Hitler guy. I'm just a crazy person. I happen to be. Yeah, literally, <laughs> Hitler is nothing compared to this guy. This Hitler guy. was like a stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For this worst guy to get in the way. like His minions are good, though, with that weird, almost clockworky, like um, from Troopers. Hell Hellboy, you know, the ones yeah. in the second one with that clockworky, weird mask. They remind me of uh, the video game Killzone, where all the henchmen are kind of start, like, it's kind of like a gas mask, but it's right. not an... It's a very used thing in video games that, you know, because it's easy. In video games, when you have to model a body, it's easier to model one than loads of different looking ones because then you just have oh, one. Oh, you mean one. like with the masks? Yeah, though. with a yeah, mask, yeah. yeah. You don't have to mix them up. Um, so, yeah, we got Hugo Weaving. And then we've got, I put Stanley Tukey here as well, his brief role. Good, though. Really, really good. good yeah. Really it, good. I wanted him to stick around, but actually, so I liked him. The emotional thing about him yeah. hinges a lot on the whole movie. So, and it, yeah, he's only brief, but Rogers doesn't have it easy in this movie emotionally. Really, not at no. all. No, from yeah, from being a yeah wimpy dude getting <laughs> shit kicked out of him by a don't guy. Say, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to say all the details. To, uh, just saying, don't say everything. What? Don't say all the bad things. Just look. I'm not. I'm. Mean, I'm saying he, he. He. It is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but he's always chipper. He tries. Yeah. Um, so, directed by Joe Johnston, who is a kind of one of a favorite director of mine since he made like one of his first movies called The Rocketeer, which goes down as one of my favorite. It's just so awesome, The Rocketeer. Have you seen The Rocketeer? No. You'll be really pleased to know it's coming out on Blu-ray in December. <laughs> um, we'll probably review it. It's fantastic. It's an 80s movie, but it's... It's a guy with a rocket pack. I mean, <laughs> and it's in the style of the 1940s. Right. I mean, it takes place in that. It's all that. I love it. It's an awesome movie. So it, the, this movie smacks a lot of Rocketeer, obviously, because of the era and the future meets past thing. So I think he was the perfect guy. I mean, somebody must have thought that Rocketeer, we want a movie like, visually like that. And this is visually like that. So he did the Rocketeer. He also did... Um, Jumanji. He also did The Wolfman, the one we just watched with uh, Benicio del Toro, which I didn't really dig that much. He did no, Hida- it had elements of things I really liked, but then it just fell apart. He did Hidalgo, which was a good one. I liked he did Hidalgo. Jurassic Park three, which is the worst Jurassic Park, yeah. unfortunately, but still entertaining, I think. Um, so yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I, I admire him just for the Rocketeer, so. I mean, it's a one-off, The Rocketeer. It's not based on a... Well, it was. It's not a franchise thing. It never... But it is, stands alone. It's because they didn't do that in the 80s. They didn't package a movie Well, they up. did. Back to the Future. Um, Star Wars. Uh, that's true. True, too. They still did it back then. It just... So they invented it. Sure. That's when it started, yeah. Well, no, Bond invented it, I suppose. Yeah, pretty well, much. James Bond didn't invent it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is well-directed. I just like... I kept thinking, I love this. The costume design, the... Maybe I'm just partial to that look. But even Captain America's costume, everything was... 
And I love that how they use the old costume and the new and like. A oh new yeah, design. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's look at the Blu-ray here. It's a um, three-disc uh, Blu-ray. It's get, it comes with the three D Blu-ray. Mm. comes with the normal Blu-ray and it comes with the DVD with a digital copy um, so it says it's a limited 3D edition which I I doubt they would just limitedly put out the 3D version I mean people who have a 3D TV want the 3D version anyway yeah but they're also going to have all of the Avenger movies and the Avengers and eventually they're going to put them all in a box and mm. that will not be a limited thing right I mean that'll be like a bazillion of them so, disc one um, is the Blu-ray version of the movie. Uh, looks and sounds great. Um, can't really fault it. Feature film... Well, I disagree with that. The sound, sometimes the voices were just a notch too low versus the atmosphere. Right. Even lower. It didn't... Like like I was saying, when his voice coming out of him in the before part, where it's mostly CGI'd up, his voice kind of always felt... It like... It like melted into things instead of being in contrast to the person who in that moment like her a lot of her dialogue was in the moment it wasn't that's looped. Cause it was he was looped but it was wasn't mixed in it wasn't i don't know how to describe it but i had sometimes i was like the huge contrast there between the real the people talking and his voice so sometimes i felt like the voices kind of didn't jump out at you right i didn't not just because of action i mean it just wasn't it just wasn't tuned up the, to the right level. I thought the visuals were they're pretty spectacular yeah, yeah. on every level. I mean, there's some awesome um, special effects scenes in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And most of it's special effects scenes. You can, there's a lot of green screen. You can't get away from that these days. I mean, everything is going to be... Yeah. Who knows? Her lipstick might have been CGI. <laughs> yeah, they could have touched her up if it wasn't... Yeah, because if her lips red. weren't dark and perfect enough, it's very possible. So you get the movie on the Blu-ray disc, and you also get a Marvel one-shot, which is called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to <laughs> Thor's Hammer. Now, we haven't seen Thor yet, so we watch this. It's like a um, a mini-movie kind of thing, like Pixar do a short. It's like a Marvel short. It's like five minutes long. Yeah. Um, concerning a character who we know now from seeing the trailer for Avengers, where it shows you the clips from Thor. A character in Thor... And just a five-minute thing. Yeah, and it, 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 I had no context, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm well looking forward to seeing Thor now. Um, then there's a, a feature called The Assembly Begins, which um, it's literally a, a promotional montage. promotional shot for the Avengers movie. It's just a montage of clips from all the movies. Yeah, with like letter, <laughs> letters that come up. Yeah. Um, there's six featurettes on this disc covering this movie. From start to finish, really. I mean, they show you how they did the Red Skull makeup. They show you how they... Did. There's one about the Avengers. There's one... There's different things. Oh, what to make note here. They filmed some of this in Manchester, England. And I could... I, it's funny because even though they decked that street up like 1940s, I could tell which street it was. Isn't that all CGI? No, it was that... That's totally in Manchester. That's what Manchester back streets look like. Right. They were mostly built in the during the wartime. Okay. So it looks... At, and I could tell what the street was. And at the end of that street, there's a big skyscraper, which they've obviously CGI'd out. And when there was the cars racing down the... Because it was a bit of a car scene. I was looking to see if they'd not got rid of it. But and what's there. that water that they went into? That's the canal. Manchester Canal. Right. It's all... That whole bit. And it's not very long. I, I would say it's what? Five minutes? No, it was supposed to be Brooklyn. Yeah, it's supposed to be Brooklyn, <laughs> but it's literally... I, I, 
knew, but I could, and then I was looking, and then I was like, yeah, I know those buildings. So it was pretty interesting. Which is kind of the opposite of what usually happens. Usually they go into New York City in the back streets to film and make yeah. it look like it's Paris or like it's um, England, but in this case they went. Went to Manchester, England to make it look like America, which is, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just the time, like you said. They yeah. just found somebody had been there and said, this that looks, this looks like, awesome, yeah. yeah. Now, there um, has to be some CGI going on there. There is some. But, I mean, they, they also some practical of just making the fronts yeah. look different. Um, so, yeah, there's six featurettes, all pretty in-depth. It's not... Some of the Marvel movies, especially Iron Man, where they have them fly-on-the-wall documentaries with Jon Favreau, I prefer that. You know, a whole start to finish. This doesn't do that, but it's as good as you're going to get. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's a bunch of featurettes. There's deleted scenes um, with optional commentary. And the complaint I have is the com- commentary is completely... Nobody seems to care. I know, that's what I said. It's like they they just aren't interested in they're it. They're like, uh, oh yeah, I wasn't there that day. I can't really talk about and it. And the one guy, they said, <laughs> we're watching one of the deleted scenes. And they're like, um, are you going to say anything? Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't really say anything in one. No. In one of, it's a deleted scene. You turn the commentary on. They all keep quiet. Maybe and, it's just deleted scenes. And then near the yeah, deleted scenes. Then near the end of the deleted scene, they one of them says, "Is anybody going to say anything about this?" And they go, "No, we're too busy watching it." And that's literally <laughs> right. it, the whole thing. So yeah, I would advise not turning the commentary on on the deleted scenes because the, you don't learn anything. And you do the deleted scenes are deleted scenes are kind of cool actually. There's a few which I liked. The one where he gets the medal. Yeah. The one where. There's a couple of extended things, but yeah, I, I like the deleted scenes. wasn't enough of them for me. Uh, and then there's a commentary by the director, Joe Johnston, the director of photography, Shelley Johnston, and editor, Jeffrey Ford. So that's the actual full commentary on the movie. Disc 2 is the Blu-ray in 3D, if you've got the means, and it tells you what you need here. You need a, a just a, This is all you need. You need a TV, some glasses, a Blu-ray 3D player, and a special cable. Oh, is that all? Those. Yeah. What's um, that? Going to send me back about 10 bucks? I'm going to cost you probably 3000 <laughs> 3, <000. laughs> right. Um So, yeah, if you want to watch it in 3D, make sure you have all those things. And the disc three is the DVD and the digital copy. So you do get all versions of the movie. Um, so, in conclusion for this movie, I think it's a great Blu-ray. I think the extras could be a little bit better, to be honest. I would like a bit more... I like more like a thing, an hour or so long about the whole, the whole thing of Captain America. Yeah, I would like. Whole I would it. also like um, comics that I can view, maybe, mm. like they did with. Um, or one of those um, where they animate a comic slightly motion comic. Yeah, I like yeah. those too. Something like that of maybe just the first issue of Captain America, so we can see. Or even just the storyboards, because it'd be kind of cool to see somebody. There's no picture in picture. There's concept art. Yeah, there's none of the picture in picture. Oh, thing yeah, there is none of that. No, nothing. So, um, but the film I really dig. I think it is my favorite Marvel movie so far. Wow! I just, I just even more than Spider Man. Yes. Yes. Wow. Spider-Man was never my super favorite. I mean, Iron Man was my favorite, I think. But I like this better. I don't. I. I just like I say, there's something about like I like the period. I like Captain America. Like I do like the the vibe of it. I know Spider-Man's similar, like a weakling kind of guy becoming a yeah. But I like Captain America. He's like um, he's not got a special thing. He's just strong, right? Uh, strong mm. and fast and semi-immortal, yeah. but it's not. But it's not like <laughs> you know I mean? he can't like, run up a wall or he's fly or uh, uh, he can't of. fly. But 
I, I like the more grounded version. I think if he ran at it version. far enough, he can run up a wall, yeah. Yeah, I think in the or Avengers jump. we might see yeah. what he can do He's working real. on his, yeah. yeah. Um, stick around after the credits, by the way. Because there is a scene at the end. Of course. Yeah, and you should you should see it if you're into these movies. Um, so yeah, in conclusion, I really enjoyed it. Way more than I enjoyed The Green Lantern the other week. And that's the other superhero movie I have to compare this to recently. Um, no, don't compare them. You, you know, you'd like one and like the other one different. So yeah, did you enjoy? I enjoyed it a lot. In fact, while I was watching it, I was thinking, I want to say to you, I'm really enjoying this, but then I didn't want to say anything. Correct. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks to Paramount for the Blu-ray, and uh, tune in to com during the week for a written review of this movie. Um, so if you want to enter a contest, go to com. As we just mentioned, com. That's the place to go. What Next. kind of contest? Like running, jumping, hurdles, yep. discus? Uh, yeah, triathletes. Uh, javelin. Yeah. Awesome. That kind of contest. <laughs> just throw a javelin right at your monitor and see if you win a DVD. <laughs> So uh, next week's Blu-ray review will be Cowboys and Aliens, John Favreau's big blockbuster. Is this to celebrate the 200th? Is there anything you're doing at all? Do you even give a shit that it's 200 times? 200 times we've sat in front of this bar stool from the kitchen with the microphone sitting on top of this um, toolbox to make it just the right height. And the two of us sitting in the middle of this room. Talking facing each other, you looking, you know what I mean? Like 200 times. Two. Should we do it live from the road? <laughs> no, we're not going to change the pattern. I'm just saying. So you don't care that we've done it that many times. Yeah, I care. Then do something about what? it. What? I don't know. It's your show. Well, you make it up. You, you tell me what we're doing. I can make a banner, but it's not really, you know, I hand draw banners for people, which I am working on, by the way, for someone who does listen to the show. And a couple of others in addition. I've got a Lion King one coming up. I've got a Star Wars Lego one coming up. I've got a generic one with another tractor on it coming up. So Cowboys and Aliens, the other big... Uh, well, John Favreau kind of left the Marvel thing for, for a year to go and do his own project, Cowboys and Aliens, which we will talk about next week. Um, movie tagline fun. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? It is a... Con- well, it's not a contest, is it? It's a game we play each week. I am the winner of it. I'm the outright champion so far. Champion's a bit strong. Um, you have guessed more yeah. than I have. We give you, the audience, um, a tagline for a movie, and you have to guess what the movie is. But not just you, the audience. We play, you know, this yeah, week... It's mostly your- not you, because we don't really care if you guess it. It's only between the this two of us. This week is your turn to give me a tagline, and I guess. So, if you want to play along at home, when she reads the tagline, pause, try and think of it, and then come back and see if you're right. So, what is it? Don't Google it. No, don't Google it. Jeez. Play it for real. Yeah. Okay. Hell on wheels! Exclamation point. Hell on wheels. Da, 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 da. Christine. Da, da, eh, da, da, it's not Christine. Da, 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 da. That's the Jeopardy music. Death right? Proof. No. No, but you know, no. Not even close. I'm not even close. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I don't know the year. Oh, I've seen it. The, yes, you have seen it. And I like and it. Yes, you really like it a lot. Is it Whip It? It is not. <laughs> 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 oh, Hell on Wheels, because it's about the yeah. roller derby. Yes. No, but that's a good one. Yes. Am I right with vic- vehicular? Um, mm, mm, or is it misleading? It's, it's not misleading. 
It is a mode of transport. Oh. Hell on wheels. I don't know if it's gallons. Was Christine a good guess, though? Uh, mm, it sounds like it should be. But it's kind of not really. Was it that Steven Spielberg one with the killer no. truck? No. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it's called. I don't either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that one. Com- no, not Convoy. I don't know either. It was terrible. I thought it was terrible. Didn't like it. Was it the Cannonball? Is it the Cannonball Run? It is not. I don't know then. I'm completely lost. Quadrophenia. Hmm. That's a bad tagline, I think. That's what it is? Yeah, I don't like that And you tagline. love Quadrophenia. Yeah, I would never get that. Yeah, Quadrophenia is an amazing movie. Um, but no, that, that tagline doesn't really fit. I knew it, really I knew it was like a curveball, you see. I knew you, you wouldn't fit. get it. Yes they're, yes, they're on scooters, <laughs> but isn't that hell on wheels? And at first I thought that wasn't it. And then I looked up, I did a Google thing for it. I thought, hmm, tagline for Quadrophenia can't be that. And then every, as you grant down all the articles. I highly recommend that movie to anybody. I think it's an awesome coming of age movie. Don't base it on the tagline, though. No. It's, it's like... Um, but if you think about the times... And if you're talking about British people who are kind of reserved and closed up and very... Mm, mm, and that that hint of youthful rebelliousness would seem to be hell on. It's like that movie that I really like called New York Taxi or something. <laughs> yeah. Where on DVD they've renamed it... Hellcab. Hellcab. And the tagline is, do you dare pay the fare? And the movie's actually a drama. Has nothing to do with it's a, horror. It's a, it's a relationship drama. There's nothing. There's no horror. There's no. And the literally the box says, "Do you dare pay the fare?" Is nothing to do with the movie. The word Hellcab is nothing to do with the movie. No, nope. it doesn't make sense. It's like a trick. Yeah, and it's a good movie, and it, and and the wrong audience would be seeing the movie. Absolutely, because the audience who pick that up are the audience who wouldn't like it. So it's They'd weird. watch it and be like, what? What, what, the hell? what the hell cab is this? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that Hell on Wheels is That was awesome. a good one. Patting myself on the back for that one. Yeah, just give me the most obscure ones I don't get it. That's not obscure. You love Quarterfenia. All right, so movie recommendations for this week. I am going with two, and I think these are awesome recommendations if you like Captain America. Number one is Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, which is a really unique movie, I think. It came out, what, five years ago maybe? Angelina Jolie, Jude Law... More than that, I think. Um, yeah, probably. Um, it's a completely CG um, 1940s it's questionable. future. Yeah. It's, it's all ca- everything thrown in the pot. Um, it's a bit of Indiana Jones. It's a bit of uh, you know those serials from the 30s. It's everything kind of mushed together. And I really love it. I, I could watch it again right now. I mean, it's, I just think it's a real... I'm, I'm sure a lot of people didn't like it because of its... You know when I said it's overly CG? Well, literally everything is CG apart from the, the people. two people. Well, there's more than two people. Yeah, but I mean, when they're... Yeah, they're everything. Yeah, yeah. They're in a big green room. I really loved it. all green stuff. <laughs> and then... You could say that about the new Star Wars movies too because those sure. were also the same. Yeah. Um, we just don't think about it. But in these movies, it kind of sticks out that it's not real. And I, that's what I liked about Captain America's look. There was a lot of scenes where it was quite obvious the whole room was CG, but it didn't bother me. I was like, it just makes the place look awesome because this is, you know... You that, could never have this made up. You could up, never man. have a baddie's den in the side of a mountain with a window in the mountain looking out over a expansive mountain. You could mountains. if you made out of styrofoam and it then would it would look, look like styrofoam. <laughs> but, um, you know, 
they used it to the right thing. So that's my first one, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. My second one is Rocketeer, which I reckon a lot of people haven't seen it. But if you like adventure movies, you like movies of the 80s... I haven't seen it. If you like movies like Indiana Jones, The Mummy, those kind of movies, you will love... Wait a minute. Did you just put Indiana Jones and The Mummy together? Adventure-ish, you know? I mean, I love Indiana Jones. I don't love The Mummy. I liked The Mummy trilogy better when we watched it on Blu-ray. I actually don't think it's terrible. It's not the same caliber, though. No. Um, Not to me. So yeah, if you like those kind of adventure-ish movies, Rocketeer is one for you. And it is coming out on Blu-ray next month, so keep an eye out. And your recommendations are? My recommendations have nothing to do with Captain America whatsoever. They're just recommendations of things I'm thinking of, because I knew that you would pick some very obvious things. So I there you go. Good. I thought they are good, but I wanted to get, get away from the time. So my first one is, as you mentioned before, I've been watching a show... Um, I don't even know why, but I started watching it, and I love it. It's called Phineas and Ferb. It's a Disney cartoon, and it's about two boys who make these crazy inventions and things every single day of the summer, and the sister Candace wants to keep getting them in trouble with the mom, but she never can get... The timing is always off, and it's just really funny. It's just cute and charming and sweet, and there's loads of them. They started in 2007, and there's two episodes per thing, and I'm watching on Netflix, and that's it. I can't... I don't know why... It's like, I'm, I also will watch American Dad every day or Family Guy every single day. I don't know why. And I also started watching, just on the side, I, I thought the other day, Star Trek, the animated series. And it's very bizarre. You mean the I old love it. 60, yeah, I you have seen old, one or two. It's so bizarre. It's yeah, like, it's... it's almost like I, I was hypnotized. It was so, so 70s. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. Um, and my other one is, and this is only because I was looking through my IBMD, IMDBQ of movies that I've seen, and it just popped up, and I thought, you know what? When I watched it, I really think I really liked it. But I don't know if it was good. It's called Blame It on Rio. Michael Caine and some sort of like Brazilian girl. I don't know who it was, but an older man is enticed by the daughter of his friend who's only like 18. Didn't we watch that on Blu-ray? You and I have not DVD. watched it, no. Mm-hmm. I watched it way I've back when it. I was renting movies on I've video. It. Yeah. Um, but it's just to take back, I think it's the 80s, yeah. I think. And then I've got a third one, which is... And I don't know how we got to this. Oh, yeah. We were looking up a dude from this movie. And he was in this. And he was in Ravenous, which, not, not good. not good, no. But the idea of it, it makes me all... Because I love cannibalism and weird stuff and horror and... So we're recommending not not a very good movie there. <laughs> no. <laughs> it isn't very I good. I don't think a recommendation it, it, has to be for good movies. I think it has to be for movies for people to expand their movie-watching experience or... Uh, we'll say TV and movie, because sometimes we do TV shows, too. But um, it's not always like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. It's more like, have you never seen it? If you're curious, check it out. So Correct. There. So there are the recommendations for this week. Uh, games and A-Scully stuff. This is where I tell you video games have been playing. Video games have been playing this week, and you <laughs> saw me play this. Um, and I'm quite disappointed, actually. Uh, Need for Speed The Run. Played this on Monday... I was looking forward to it because I think I said last week or I've been saying it since E3 when they announced this game this is literally the cannonball run and I've always wanted a game where you race across America or the world didn't matter you know across different locations and you know you from one side this is from one side of America to the other sounds interesting right a race that, against 250 people you did like it at first you kept saying how great it looked and it does look it was really great. fun and... right this is the it does it looks great and it plays kind of all right 
until you realize that, well, let me just start. I finished the single player story in two hours and four minutes. For a $60 game, that is ridiculous, right? Yes. It could You can't go across America in two hours and four minutes. Why didn't they extend it a little bit? Why is you it so brief? You can't even go across America in 24 hours. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so why, why, why is it so short? That's my first thing. I thought it was funny because you said, well, we're in... Uh, you were asking me, have you heard of this place? Have you heard of this place? And in one minute, you're asking me about um, the... National Park coming coming out of California and the next minute you're like oh we're near Chicago and I'm like it's literally been like a half an hour it's so abbreviated now the thing I was excited about of a a thing about America is like a a thing across America to see all the different stuff yeah yeah like when you when you do a like a portion like alright we're entering Yosemite National Park well you don't have to model the whole National Park but you can make the road longer than two minutes long Right, yeah. Because they're basically saying, here's Yosemite National Park, get from here to here, and in two minutes you get from there to there, and then they say, okay, you're out of that park now. We know all know that it would take a lot longer than that. Well, why not? It's not ADD world. Why not make it 15 minutes? <laughs> then the game would last you eight hours if the stages were 15 minutes instead of two or three. I don't get it. I mean, it's like they rushed it. I mean, it's a race across America. It's supposed to be epic, in my opinion. Like and you a, don't get the opportunity to just drive around like you do in that no, no. one game that was on Hawaii, an island in Hawaii. Yeah, that did it better. No, there's nothing like that. Nothing. It's just straight up this story. The other thing they dropped the ball with is the story is garbage. I'm not, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna actually spoil this game. Uh, oh, so if you're gonna play it, don't listen. It's literally a two-hour game anyway. Um, you start off, you saw the beginning, you're, you're being dropped into a car com- compactor in your car. You realise that the mob want you dead for some unknown reason. They couldn't be asked telling you why, I don't think. In fact, it's never explained. <laughs> you did something to piss off the mob, that you owe them money, you owe them this money back. You literally escape from this car compactor, drive to this hot woman's... A meeting with this really hot woman, which is a staple for the Need for Speed games, right? They always have a chick... She's a, she's a lady from Mad Men this year, Christina Hendricks. Um, she tells you that, oh, you owe some money to the mob, do you? I know of this illegal street race that you can win $25 million from. Do you want to enter oh, it? And then you can pay the mob $25 back. $25 million? Yeah. Then you can pay the mob back. In two and a half hours. Yeah, and the guy's like, oh, that's a great idea. Let me enter that race. Hence, your next thing, you're driving in this race. There's 250 contestants. You're making your way to the front of the pack. Um, I don't like how they... Like, in the first section, they've made it so... There's only ten people you can pass. So they, uh, they're yeah. in control of how well you do. So you're going to eventually get... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't be better than whatever they say, right? So there's that, which makes it really... It's going to be the same every time. You get past ten people, and the next stage there's another ten. So... You're going through, and I'm thinking, this is going to be cool, because you're going to like be driving along, and then the cutscene is going to happen, and there's going to be more of this story. Well, this story never occurs again. You're about halfway through the race, and she come, you've got a GPS, and her face comes on it, and she says some stuff like, we got to get to the front now. Right? And you're like, okay, I've been getting to the front. Hmm, I'm in a race, you want me to drive yeah. faster? Okay. Yeah, she, that, that's her tip. She says, you've got you to do better now, you've got to go faster. Maybe you need a faster car. But there's no mechanics to employ that. Like, you 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 just keep driving, right? And eventually you're going to win because there's no way of not winning because of the way it's staggered out, right? You either game over or you win. So, you win. I'm, 
you win the race, right? What else is going to happen? You win it. Then she wanders up. You, a meeting with her again. You pull up. She's in a cafe. She says, you sit down at a table, and I shit you not, that's as far as this, sto- this story that they've been hyping up. That is the story. He, he owes money to the mob. He does a race. He wins the race. He sits down with her. She says, I need 10% of this money because I got you in the race. Fine, have 10%. I've also paid off the mob. You're free and clear. Oh, cool. Do you know what? What? You can double it down and do next year's race. And then it fades to the credits. It's like, fuck. So next year's race is like, um, it's double or nothing. So but there's no machine. story either. Just yeah. a, yeah, a yeah, grind. It's, it really bullshit, right? I mean, what, what kind of story is that? And why, why were they hyping up that this year's Need for Speed has this Hollywood quality story? Unless that's, that, that's as what they think Hollywood quality story is. Because there is no story. Oh, well. I mean, that's not a story, is it? I mean, I mean, it is a story, but there's no... Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, like, when they were hyping up, like, oh, this might be, like, a cannonball run or whatever. So there'll be interesting characters along the way. Do you know what that amounts to? There's a car in front of you, right? And on the load screen between levels, it says, car number 10, there's a guy who's driving car number 10. He's in this race because his daddy hates him and he's trying to prove something. It's literally text that tells you about oh this goodness. guy. Oh, my goodness. And the guy never says anything. When you go past him, that's him. He's done. Oh. There's no... They could have had a story. Everybody could have had a story and you could have been invested in but it was nothing. So, I I can't recommend it. It's uh, I like Need for Speed. It was great for two hours. It's an absolute... The ultimate rental. Rent the game. Play it's it not for great for two hours. You're saying it's fun driving, but... Yeah, it, I mean, it is a great fun racing game for two hours. You'll have some fun. It looks great. I mean, mm-hmm. the graphics are really good. Um, but I can't for two hours I mean yes there is a multiplayer component but it's pretty shallow it's like some racing against people and there's a leveling up system but oh like that one game where you just shoot people and then uh, you level up and stuff yeah but at least that has a great story that lasts <laughs> eight nine hours you know what I mean at least that has a cool this is literally I was I was like and why would I do that again because it's going to be exactly the same there's no right. variation at all you can't well, they're getting a lot of feedback. Yeah, but wouldn't they might take here's into some feedback? And I'm, I've just thought of this. I mean, you could have thought of this in your billion-dollar boardroom meetings at EA. It's a race across America. Well, if you're just going to do it in such a boring fashion, A to B, well, why not? When you get from A to B, from one stage to another, why not say which way do you want to go? Do you want to go through this state? Do you want to go through that state? And at least choose a way you're going so you could play it again and, and do it differently. Right. Because at the moment, you can't. It's a straight line. So if I go and play it again, the only thing that that would, you know, would happen is maybe I could do it faster. Right. There's no other outcome. There's no other way. Like, if you just said, well, there, there are forks in the road. You either go through this state or go through that state. This state might be dangerous because there's more mob or this state might have natural hazards because you're going up a mountain or something you know but there's none of that it's, it's just like it's almost like too they, much money you know what it is it's almost like they had a good idea and then somebody said that has to be out in November so you've got three three or four months to make this game the technology's ready just shoehorn it all in and get it out yeah. it actually also another note the game froze twice completely locked up my oh. Xbox 360 so and no other games do so it's re- the game's responsible so can't recommend it. In fact, I spent too long talking about it. Um, Correct. The other game I've been playing is Saints Row 3. Um, 
Um, uh, Saints Row the Third. Saints Row the Third, if you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I like to call it Saints Row Three. Um, it's more Saints Row. I don't like it as much as the other Saint Rows. I think what they decided to do this time was go really bananas with it. Like, there's no semblance of reality at all. You know, you're the stupid shit. Like you're hitting people with a dildo bat. It's completely unnecessary. It's not, it's not actually that funny. No, when you described to me the other day, I said, you know what you told me a few months ago that I have no sense of humor? This would be one of those times when you are exactly right. I don't find that funny. The game's actually pretty funny in parts. And my funniest, the, by far the funniest thing in the game is there's a pimp in the game who is not just a pimp, he's a rapper. Right? That's what this game is. It's like street gangs and stuff. He's a pimp and a rapper. And the music he makes as a rapper, he uses auto-tune. And he loves auto-tune so much, he has literally got auto-tune um, installed in his voice box. Right. Like, he can't reverse it. So everything he says is like a song. He's yeah, like, yeah, man. He's like we're going down to the chip shop, and we're going to get some chips. He never said that. Not once, because he's not even British. No, he's not British. Right. But I know what but, you're saying. But yeah. <laughs> he actually says really crude stuff about going and getting some bitches and he's a, he's a pimp right but everything that comes out of his mouth even when he phones you up is this weird auto-tuned voice it's hilarious and it, it makes fun of rappers and that culture I actually thought that was a pretty funny funny thing to have and some of the stuff he says is hilarious especially when he's singing it because there's one instance where you're just driving along in a car with him and he's having a full-on conversation with you and you just can't stop laughing because it just sounds ridiculous because it's like it just sounds like a song um so yeah there's that and they've added all these crazy vehicles there's a vehicle that drive that you can drive that is a like a it's called a manipult do you know what i mean like in the circus where they fired somebody out of a cannon Mm -hmm. well it's a vehicle with a cannon on the back that sucks up pedestrians and then fires them as weapons right that's that's how far out they have gone with this game now I mean, the first Saints Row was actually trying to be a bit Grand Theft Auto. It was real street gangs, a legitimate, you know, it was kind of like San Francisco or something. It was, it had a a grounding in the real world. This is, you fly a plane with a laser attached to the front of it that can laser people. Right. I mean, it's insane. So, to me, while it's fun, and I'm not denying it's fun, there's some crazy fun to be had in it. Because it's sandboxy, you can do what you want. I think they took it too far. I think they should have created a different game, not Saints Row, mm. and been wacky with it. Because now Saints Row can't go anywhere else. It's got this weird... It's got to this extreme weird... Like, I Saints Row, in the beginning, didn't have like where you could... Um, had like the cars that did the jumping thing, yeah. and you could Yeah, exactly. Your car it was that kind of there. game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, the place where you fix your cars up was called yeah. Rim Jobs. Which right. is a joke in itself, but... All that's still in this, but it's just nuts. It's nuts. It's the future, but it's kind of like now. <laughs> so let me guess, there's two games in a row that you don't recommend? Uh, I do recommend Saints Row 3 after saying that. <laughs> okay. But don't think. If you love Saints Row and Saints Row 2, Saints Row 2 went wacky. Um, but Saints Row 1 didn't. It's almost like The Evil Dead. Like, the first one was serious, and then it just went off the wall more and more as it went on. This is like that. Um, So, and I recommend Saints Row 3. I just don't recommend... And the story continues from Saints Row 2 in Saints Row 3. But 
the story's like laughable now. I mean, it's this luchador, a gang of luchadors who are running the city. I mean, it's it's just insane. It's like, I guess they were like, well, Rockstar does all the serious stuff with GTA. We might as well just go out, out there completely. Doesn't do it for me, but the gameplay's still fun. Uh, and a, a special note should be made to the soundtrack. When you're in the cars and there's like real soundtrack, it's really good. There's like an 80s station. And it plays stuff like Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie. And it's it's actually funny when that song is playing and you're doing something ridiculous in right. the game. It just seems wrong. Like it, it, there's, there's some really good choices of music. So that's some of the appeal. Yeah. So Saints Row 3 or Saints Row the 3rd. I've been playing more of Modern Warfare 3. I prestige this week. Woo! That's the quickest I've ever prestige. Two weeks to prestige. I will probably prestige nine more you times. You don't mean to pretend like... I don't care about what you think. I'm I was going to say. <laughs> talking to the listeners. I'm not one of those wives who's like, oh, that's awesome, because I don't really care. Talking to the listeners who do enjoy it. I care that you enjoy it, but I don't really care. You could prestige 50 times and it doesn't change. I played a lot of Modern Warfare 3 in the last two weeks. Yes, you have. And what I'm really. Elite still doesn't work. We paid for that. Apparently, we get a free month. So they've got a month to get it fixed. Still doesn't work properly. Kind of works. Sometimes it doesn't load. Most of the time, it doesn't load. Um, and the DLC that we, because I bought the hardened edition, and you get all the DLC for 2012. Well, apparently the first piece of that DLC is coming on December the third, so it's not long really. So this paying extra to get all this extra content might start to pay off. Mm. I, th- I thought they might leave it till the end of January, you know, but it seems like they're going to push it immediately. Don't know what it's going to be. It could be just a new gun. It could be a new map. Could be three new maps. Who knows? Nobody knows. I think it, it should be called uh, Modern Warfare: The Funnel of Money. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, today is Sunday. Correct. Games do not come out on a Sunday unless you are a Nintendo fan. When Nintendo have their, hey, it's Sunday. Let's put our games out. So today's game is Zelda: The Skyward Sword, which is the new Zelda game. It's got 10 out of 10 on every review I've seen of it so far. I have it, but I've not played it yet. I'm going to start playing it tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. It uses the Motion Plus controls. It's the first Miyamoto Zelda game. I like to watch those with you. To do so. It's supposed to be epic. There's, I've, I've heard 40 plus hours. Do you prefer to walk, play those alone so you don't have someone telling you, look over there, go over there, do that? Or do you like to play like having somebody there with you? Uh, I don't. I don't really care. Uh, mm. If people tell me to look over there, do over there, do that, I don't do that anyway. You do, because I mean, I'm always right. I always see stuff, and I tell you how to do stuff. Oh, I don't mind that. And you go like, "Oh, what am I? I'm here's you, okay? Dun 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 dun. dun. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. No, you're not. Yeah, no. Look, I don't, I don't know. I don't have to get out of here. Like in a split second, you don't even look around or think it through. I don't do and that then as I'm much just general. like, and I'm just like, eh, just look, at the, go around. There's a bit. I've played a lot more games. I don't tend to do that anymore. I um, I can usually figure out. Zelda's a, a funny one actually because the puzzles are quite complicated and hard, and this one's no exception. But what I'm interested to play in this is they're using this motion plus for fighting. It's the first time. What all the reviews have been saying is the Wii's kind of shit with this remote control. Um, Motion Plus. Nobody, the, None of the developers have used it properly. This is the first game... I, I read a couple of reviews yesterday where they say they can not see another Zelda game having motion controls. 
Like, it, you can't go back from oh, this. Not, it's so good. You can't see another one not having it. Right, yeah. Okay, you said you can't see another one having it. Right, they're right, saying yeah. <laughs> if the next console doesn't have this, It'd it would be a step, step back because it's so well done. Like, I mean, they've, it's so set, you can hold the sword. Like, one of them, the Wiimote is your sword and the nunchuck is your shield. And you literally hold your shield up to block. And wherever you put your sword... Link will move the sword. In. Right. So it's like one-to-one motion. It's supposed to be really good and very tactical because they've designed the enemies to understand the enemies will do things like turn to the side so you have to swipe them a certain way or like you can only hit them when the shield's up. You know, right, it's, right. It's, it's all to do with the motion control. So I'll tell you more about Zelda next week. Uh, that's it for this week. Um, and you have got what? What's for dinner? Something. What's for dinner first? You skipped something. Oh, I thought that was in your section, so I... It's not in my section, it's in your section, but we'll... Let's do it in your section. for dinner? What's for dinner? Yet again, this week we're going to be having curry from Hot Millions Bistro. We've had curry... Two night, two weeks in a row. We've had it... We had it on Tuesday oh, for yeah. lunch. Yeah. We had it on last Sunday for dinner, and we're mm. having it... So we had it three times. Yeah, we'll take a break for a while, because you don't want it to not be good, no. but... It smells good, and I'm very excited. We've already had our we mentioned it last week. appetizer and our Papa Dums. Papa I'm looking forward to it. I'm hungry. Me too. And then, um, I've mentioned the banners. So I've already got that out of the way. And then we did buy a different car this week well, because... mention our, our old car. Which... I'm saying, um, because Monday, I bought my car in 2001. It was a 1999 Chevy Geo Metro. The car before that was a 1983 Buick Park Avenue. So it's not like I go through cars very quickly and I'm not exactly fancy pants. Okay? My 99 Geo Metro, bare bones. It was an LSI, so it was all the same color, but nothing else. Nothing power, no stereo, just a radio, blah, blah, blah. Drove great. Only the last few years have been putting a little more into it, a little more into it. Timing belt broke three times. Kept paying a couple hundred, 300, 500, kept getting up there. Monday I'm on the way to... A nearby town, it starts not accelerating, I'm on the highway, and then it's not going, it makes a horrible sound, I pull over, it dies, it will not start again. So I get towed back to town, take it to a place, they say, timing belt, and again. we're pretty sure this time it actually damaged the valves or the something or other. And at that point I could be like, okay, fix it, it's going to cost me a lot, right? New engine or rebuild the engine kind of thing. I can pay for that, and then I'm done with it, and then just hope that it doesn't happen again in the next Which year. Which is going to start having other problems because it's old, right? Absolutely. Or I'm just going to just suck it up, and this time I was on my way to that town five minutes before it broke down. I had already thought to myself, it's time for a new car. So the fates had it in for me. I rented a car. I told you about it. The next morning, I'm driving past a Ford dealership. I see this beautiful, in my mind, green Ford Fiesta. I'm like, oh, that's right up my alley. It's tiny. It's green. Mm, I stopped and I was looking at it. It's like 7.45 in the morning. And a salesman guy comes out. Good morning. And the first thing I said to him was, and I showed him my Nikes that are orange and green. And I said, do you got anything to match these shoes? And he kind of looked at me funny. And he's like, this is probably as close as you're going to get. This shine, this kind of, it's not neon green. It's just metallic green. It's got a name to it. Lime green. And, Citrus, uh, doesn't it? No, it's lime. Fine. Right. Lime green. And um, I just kind of looked it over. He let me look inside. We looked at a couple other things. All all the used lot and the new lot. Then 
later, I called you. We went to another dealership, and this is where... Do you want to tell the bullshit story portion of it? Oh, we went to look at a... Hyundai. Hyundai. Accent. And that was a nice car, Very nice car. Um, But we just got this weird vibe from the salesman. In fact, it was just really an odd experience dealing with him. He was very nice. He was. Enthusiastic. Patronizing in his own way. Yes, in his youthful... I've been trained to be a salesman kind of Almost like, I tell you what, it was almost like he wasn't even in control of what he could do. He had to go and consult somebody higher up all the time. Five times. Like, hold on a second, I have to go and ask my manager. Then he comes back, writes some shit on a bit of paper, negotiates with us a bit more. No, 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 no. He did no negotiating. I mean, I mean, talk to us a bit more. Then, like, uh, write some shit down on a bit of paper, try and get us to agree to this thing. See, that's what the illusion he was trying to give you, was that he's negotiating. No, I told him what I want. I told him the percentage I wanted, the payments I wanted, how much I wanted to spend, and how much I wanted for my trade-in on my car. And it was just this, like... It was almost like he was trying to do us this massive favor all the time. He said that. Yeah. He said, I'm yeah, just is. trying to do you a favor here. But and I remember, in the beginning of our conversation, I said to him, I just want to point out to you that I my advice to someone else who's buying a house or a car is this. Everyone in this deal is making money except for me. Yep. So everything you say and everything that guy in there says and everything your company tells me is only because you want my money. And he'd be like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, no, seriously, I get it. I get it. But and the funniest then, thing about it was... We were in there for a couple of hours, and we kept saying, can we test drive this thing? And he said, yes, but it's brand new. We only took it off the truck this morning, so we need to get it ready for the road, etc. Can you just hang around for 20 minutes? The 20 minutes turned into an hour, turned into two hours. We still sat there, and we're we're talking to him. Then we're like, can we test drive it? And he's like, well, it's another 20 minutes. Do you want me to buy you lunch? He says. Because I had also mentioned what? I saw Well, I'm getting to that. We were going to... um, we were, we've seen another car, which we're going to go and look at. He obviously didn't want us to go and look at it, because we might yeah. buy that. So he wanted to keep us there. So there was this talking with us, making us fill things in, making it last longer than it should, I think. Leaving for ten minutes at a time. Yeah, going in the back and just leaving us to sit there. Don't forget, the little uh, henchman. One henchman comes up and says, yeah, oh, I hear, just out of the blue, says to us, oh, I hear that uh, you're looking, you're thinking about a Ford Fiesta. I can't even fit in the back of a Ford Fiesta. He's a big, tall mm-hmm. dude. He's like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't recommend that at all. Another dude comes around, starts telling us how much the insurance is going to be on another car or something like that. Like, they're listening to our conversation, yeah. like eavesdropping, and then coming in here with these little bullet points to get us to keep, that was weird. It was weird. And, and then, then, what was the, then eventually we just like. What was the icing, though? Some other dude came from the back, shook our hands. And just sat looking at us and didn't say anything at first. Mr. Slick. He was like the manager who the guy kept going off to talk to. Maybe. We don't even know if he was, right? So he comes, sits down. How are you guys? We're like, okay, we don't even know who you are. Like, is, And then we even said to the guy, is this your manager? And he's like, yeah, he's come to discuss with you. And then we're like, okay, um, well, this is what we want. And the guy said, well, I don't know anything about this deal. I'm just... Exactly. To... He didn't even know what we were talking about. I, I'll have to look at the papers and um, we'll, we can get you to test drive this, but it's going to take a while. So do you want to stick around or we get you lunch? Or is, is you want a cup of coffee? You guys want a cup of coffee? So we're like, no, we're going to go and eat dinner. We're going to go and no, eat No, we our... were very friendly. We never put our foot down. Well, no, I said, no, we're going to go and eat lunch. So we went and eat lunch. 
While we were eating lunch, we got a text off this guy saying, car's, car's ready. ready to come and test drive. Do you want to come and test drive it? So we ate our lunch and then we went and looked at the Fiesta at the Ford place, which you'd already seen. We got a completely different vibe from Absolutely. the sale. The salesman came out and he was just like, oh, we, I saw you this morning. Hi. Um, said hello to me. He said, do you want to test drive it? And we said, yeah. He said, right, I'm busy with some other people. So here's the keys, just go. Like, just take it on a drive, you know. So we took it on a drive on our own, just drove out of there. We, um... Really loving it. <laughs> yeah, and it had this Ford, it has the Ford Sync system inside, which we wanted to mention, which um, is like a computer, basically, in the car. That does turn-by-turn directions. Uh, Voice up. Connect good. your phone to it. Take hands-free calls, Sirius satellite radio, all that stuff. So I was messing with that while we were driving around. We got our phones set up. We made a call to your mom. We got back, and the guy said, do you need me to show you anything? We are like, well, we kind of figured that out. Um, and then he was like... I said, I want to know the numbers. I want to hear, bottom line here, what we can do. How much would this be? Like, he, he wrote down, this is how much we bought it for. This is how much I can give you for your trading car. Um... Without any question. The other guy said 200. You I just said, literally wrote it down yep. on a piece of paper. Exactly what I can do. I said I want 3% interest. I want my payments to be around 300. I want this long, this many months. And I want $500 for my car or more. Between 500 and 1000 if you can do it. Obviously, it's not running. It's up the street at another place. They gave me $500 trade-in, sight unseen. They didn't look at it. They said, we'll just go get it a couple days from now. We'll do the license and everything. Don't worry about it. I mean, I mean, it was totally night and day. It was like literally they bend over backwards to do anything you wanted to give you this car. If you want, and the funniest thing was, I downloaded your telephone into the car, and we said, "Well, we've put our phone in the car, so can you delete that, please?" And he's like, "Well, we don't need to delete it because it's your car." And this was hours before we come, and we were doing all the paperwork. Well, we weren't doing the paperwork yet. He was figuring out the payments, the percentage, and all that stuff. And I said, well, I'm going to have to leave because I need to go get my nephew. And he just scooted the keys across. And he goes, well, just go ahead and take your new car with you. Well, we hadn't. You know I mean? That's a tactic. I get it. We're not stupid. Everything that he did is his own style. But it was it's like. a bad style. Boom, boom, boom. Plus, we love the car more. And it just had, I don't know. So, that's it. We have a new Ford Fiesta. Plus, we was like, um, you know, we, we've not got a lot of time, and it didn't take them a ton of time to no. sort everything out, even the financing, all that stuff. Yeah, at the end of every process, like when we bought a house, it's just a pain in the ass. You sit there and fill out Same. form after form after form. But it was, that guy seemed a little rattled and super busy, which was It was fine. a busy day. Yeah, it was. Which might have been good for us, because we might have just got what we wanted, because they wanted just... Get it done, yeah. Yeah. And then again, if you ask some other person, they go, "Oh my God, you pay that? I don't give a shit what anybody says. I love it, and that's it." I don't think it. you paid over the odds. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't care. Though. I mean, it's a 2011 car. It's like this. My philosophy on economics for myself and things that I want is this: How much can I afford, and how much do I want to pay per month, and do I get what I want? My laptop was expensive, but it was what I wanted, and I could afford it. My phone is not expensive. I don't wear expensive clothes. I don't wear expensive jewelry. I don't have an expensive house. I don't have an expensive computer. Nothing I buy is gadgety or fancy. So the step up from the 99 Geo Metro, which I love very much. Don't get me wrong. I love that car. But it's just a new toy. The hands-free calling people is life-changing. I actually think the, sync, the Microsoft magic. Sync system that's inside all Ford cars now is... I didn't... I've I've seen I knew about it I knew what it could do 
because I've seen it on the web and stuff on commercials. I didn't know actually how useful it really is. And, um, and I know, this is not a Ford commercial. It just happens to be that it's awesome. <laughs> no, and it's only in Ford cars, so... Right. Um, it's Microsoft and Ford together. But, I mean, yeah, it does hands-free calling through Bluetooth. It does... Oh, and I have a really old... I have an old Motorola I don't have a smartphone It works with anything. any Bluetooth It's phone. an old Motorola... It's like five-year-old phone. <clears throat> works fine. Works perfect. It does. Links up with your Zune player or an iPod or whatever. So you can play your music. You can just stick a thumb drive in the MP in the it has in the a, UB- You can put USB. MP3 files on a thumb drive, then just plug the thumb drive into the USB port. You push the button and you say play USB. U2 beautiful day. And she'll say playing U2 beautiful yeah, day and then it comes on. Or play genre uh, podcasts and then it'll play podcasts. It's it's really good. I mean you don't need an MP3 player, just a, a jump drive or a a thumb drive. Um it has Sirius Satellite Radio for six months, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you get it free for six months, I think, yeah. and then you have to pay. But, I mean, that's in there. Um, what else is in there? Um, I find Sirius doesn't <clears> appeal <throat> to me. Today I tried to listen to it, and I kept looking. And if looking I was driving around, it would, because Howard Stern's on there, and right. I'd literally key it into Howard Stern. and never. I guess if it. I found a station thing, what do you call it now? Is it a station? Whatever. A number that had content that I wanted to sit and listen to for 15 Did you look at the minutes. menu? There's a menu uh, of what all the channels in the glove box. I just kept going forward, forward, forward. Right, and it's cool if you want to listen to 80s. There's you can a whole listen 80s. to pornography. You can listen to... Playboy. Playboy. You can listen to adult discussions. Martha you can Stewart. Listen to, yep. Uh, lots of news. I mean, people who have it know. But it doesn't appeal to me. I would rather listen to my radio or my MP3s. Um, oh, my it's there for free for six months, though. I mean, it's might as well you listen. If they to want it. to sell to me for two bucks a month after that. I'll go for it. And then there is a turn-by-turn navigation, which is unlike a normal GPS because it's like really it's like space age. You literally press the talk thing on the on the uh, on the wheel, and you say. Um, I'll tell you what you say. You say services, and they say. Da, da, da. What service do and you then, want? And you say directions. Yeah, I say directions, grocery store. And they say, do you want a list of the grocery stores in this area? And you say yes. And then they start listing them. Walmart, blah, blah, blah. Gerbs, number two. Da, 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 da. Do you want any of these? Yes, number two. Da, da, da. Okay, go to Missouri Boulevard. Turn right. And then it just, you it, if you're listening to the radio or you're listening to whatever, it tells you in the right amount of time, in the right amount it of space. It fades the radio down, yep. fades it back up when it's time to stop. You know, it's cool. It's so really if good. I'm in a place. Lost. I, I mean, I have a Tom Tom, which you gave me for but Christmas. But I mean, say you're lost and you haven't got a Tom Tom yeah, with yeah. you. You're lost. You've got your phone with you anyway. You can go, I'm in Kansas City. I need to go home because it knows where your, ho- where your home is. It will tell you. It doesn't know. You have to tell it. Yeah. <laughs> He knows where you are because I, when I first tried, I was sat in a parking lot where our old car was, and I, I was trying it, and I said, uh, I want to go uh, to wherever we were going next, and it said just tracking your location yeah. now, and then it told me where I was, Missouri Boulevard, and I was like, wait, well, he really does know where the car is, so it's crazy. It's like a step beyond uh, GPS in a way, because it's on a server. It's it knows where con- you it are. It does traffic, real-time traffic. It can tell you, don't go down this road. It's too. It's really chock-a-block, you know, if you live in the city. Plus, I can just log in right now to it, and I can put in a bunch of locations and name them, and I can say home, work, um, mom's house, friend's house. Yep. Um, and, re- and I even asked Kansas City Renaissance Festival, and it knew it, and it and, found and the address. And you can also go to Google Maps, 
point somewhere on the map and oh, say yeah. send to car. Send that to your car and it'll email you the details and it'll go to your account and then you oh, turn on your and, car and it, and it downloads says that, it. It says uh, there is a map waiting from Google. We're really say, talking them up, but I mean, it is a very cool thing. I can't. It is crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you, you literally, it's got everything you would need in a car. And really nice audio too. Like, um, And it's got four doors, which I'm not used to. And yet the back seats do lay down. So you still have the big space of a hatchback. Oh, it has a moonroof or whatever you call it. Moon I don't even think about it. Roof. It, didn't even, it doesn't appeal to me, but it's there. It's got um, mood lighting <laughs> yeah. on the inside. You can change the lights in, like to different colors. And it's like underneath the seats and round the cup It makes me and... feel like it's a little younger than me kind of a feature. Like... You know, it's kind, it's, of, like, it's kind of like I have a keyboard on my desk that lights up any color you want it to. Any color, like out of all, it's kind of like that, but it glows from underneath the seat. And like I said, I'm not a gadgety person, so I don't know that I will use those like some more superficially things. I forget the sunroof is there, so I probably won't even use it. Moon but roof. in terms of the functionality of the phone being able to just press the thing on the turning signal and say "Call mom." And then I'm, and it sounds really good, and you can just speak nothing else to it, just that. I mean, to you me, might, you might like very... the moonroof when you're driving along at night, and you can just let a bit of air in, or just I don't know, have think more... it's just for night. It's, it's no, night. I'm talking about for night. Have a bit more light coming in from the from above. It's pretty nice. I don't want light in night. Well, there's not tons of light from the sky. Right, I don't want any. In fact, that's one of the only things I haven't tried out yet is driving long distances because there's lots of lights in there. And hopefully you can tone them down while you're driving because it kind of lights up a lot. But it's nice coloring, good sounds. I don't know. It's just fun. It's a new thing, isn't it? It's functional and it's fun. And we'll see. And hopefully reliable. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's the main thing. All right. So uh, anything else? I think that's it. Meaning of life, balance things out. (laughs) And you're doing some banners. Oh, I said mentioned that earlier. So, um, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, we're about an hour and 24 minutes. So Perfect. We, we always hit the right... It's uh, time for food. It's time for food. So, I want to remind you about the website. It's aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Xbox Live, if you want to play me at Modern Warfare. I'm actually called A Scully now on um, Xbox Live, not A Scully Live. So, just look for A Scully. Um, and... You can. Oh, I've also made friends with quite a few people who listen to this show on Xbox Live. Very nice. So thanks for sending me the invites. And if you do send me an invite, just say after the show because Otherwise, I also get weird invites from people I don't even have no idea who they are. And you just ignore them. I block them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't understand what he said, my site is Sid Talk. C I. Why would you not understand what it says? C I D T A L K. Because not everyone spells Sid Talk with a C. Right. Or Sid, I mean. All right, so um, you can email feedback to me, ascoli, ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk, C I D A. Don't email that. Well, don't email that. I won't get Sid Hulk. Yeah. So um, I want to say um, stay classy, Captain America. Awesome movie. I highly recommend. And I'm going to say think for yourself, people. Even if it comes down to when you're buying your car, do not. Oh, okay, I'm going to stick this in here real quick. My mom's advice when you're buying a car or a house. Don't buy the salesman, buy the car. That would actually be wrong and illegal. (laughs) But you know what she's saying? Don't let the salesman overwhelm the sale. Buy the car that you want for the price that you want. So um, think for yourself, even if you're buying a car, or they're going to do it for you. 